Welcome to Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs and Tech Professionals. I'm your host, Mike Morton, Certified Financial Planner and Chartered Financial Counselor. And on today's show, I've got two tools for you to consider in your toolkit. The first is using I-bonds to get some actual interest on your cash. And the second is the ability to borrow against your brokerage account at very low rates. I discuss both of these today with Matt Robeson on his on-air radio show. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Matt Robeson. I'm joined, as always, by Mike Morton, a certified financial planner, a podcaster on the, what's your podcast, Mike? <laughs> financial planning for entrepreneurs and tech professionals. This is very meta of us. So what we're doing is we're creating a radio broadcast here as we record right now. We're also creating a podcast that you might find in the Capital Close-Up podcast feed or the Beyond Politics podcast feed. Those are my podcasts. We're also creating a podcast that's on Mike's podcast. Sometimes Mike's podcast bleeds into my podcast. Like I said, it's all very meta, very confusing. (laughs) Speaking of things that are very confusing, we have a general theme. We're going to record two shows today. And I'd say the general theme is, so you've got some money in your pocket. What are you going to do with it? Now, Mike, you came up to me with a couple of ideas, a couple of tools in your toolkit, potentially, that I had never heard of. And I listen to you and talk to you every week. So I feel like I've heard everything at this point, but I clearly haven't. So what are these new ideas that maybe people haven't heard of that are investment options for them. What's the first one you want to Yeah, so in the world of finance, it's changing, you know, constantly. Even though things stay the same and we say, "Oh, just invest for the long term, stay in those in low-cost index funds, add to them for three or 401k and other things and just sit back and relax and just let it chug along year in and year out." Certain things come and go as well, and new products or ideas can make sense depending on the environment. So the two things I wanted to talk about today that I've rerun across, they've been around for a little while, are I-bonds and a line of credit against your pledged assets or your securities. So two different ideas. Yeah, I haven't heard of any of this. This is fantastic. <laughs> right. I-bonds are like, I feel like this is a product from Apple. What, what, is the, what are I-bonds? <laughs> yeah, Matt, in today's environment, say you have some emergency funds, right? You got 10, 20, 30,000 in your savings account just in case a pandemic comes along uh, and something goes Uh-oh. sideways on you. <laughs> All right, right, come up with a new emergency because I blew through that one about 18 months ago. Right. So how much, how much is that earning right now, Matt, your emergency fund that's sitting in your savings? I can answer this one because the answer is zero. And the reason for that is that I have listened to financial planners who have told me, like you, here's a certain amount that you should keep in checking for when it's five months, six months. So that's what I do. Right. And that is earning me zero. Big fat zero. How would you like to earn 7% on some of that money? I would like that, please. This is what an I-bond can currently get you. I-bonds are bonds issued by the Treasury directly, so you can only get them by going to treasurydirect.gov, so it's actually the Treasury website. You can purchase an I-bond, and it is currently yielding over 7%, and it's guaranteed never to go down in value, and you will get that 7%. Okay, Great. Now, I know what our listeners are thinking. This is amazing. It's a new piece of technology. (laughs) I can reach out through the internet, 
Because I'm just guessing here, but they must be thinking it because I'm thinking it. What's the catch, Mike? Wharton? What's the catch? All right. The thing about a checking account, in all seriousness, is the money is immediately available. A yeah. savings account, maybe it earns you like half a percent, one percent, but it's immediately available. What about iBots? <laughs> what about iBots? All right. So there are definitely some catches. All right. Here's the first major one, Matt. Unfortunately, the most you can invest in this is $10,000 per year. So it's not bad. It's good, but it's not, oh, this is a great bond. I'm going to park $100,000 in here and get from my bond allocation of my portfolio and be able to get 7%. So you can only do $10,000. But that's why I highlighted your emergency fund could be, could be a good place for this. So you're capped at $10,000 per year. All right. The other downside is, yes, you're not going to get that rate of return if you pull the money out soon. So to guarantee getting a rate of return, like currently the 7%, you need to hold it for five years. Oh, I see. Now, hold on a sec, though. Hold on a sec. If you have to pull it out, okay, you will only lose the last three months of interest. That's the penalty. So it's not really a massive penalty. You will lose three months worth of So say in two years from now, you have an emergency, you need that $10,000 back. You'll just lose the last three months of interest. So let's say I put $10,000 of my emergency fund. I'm just going to read this back to you here. So I have money that I'm keeping in cash, essentially, because it's in the checking account. And the idea here is sudden expense. Something happens. I need to be able to have funds available. And what you're saying is I could take up to $10,000 of that put it in an I-bond, and I functionally have access to it because it's not like I lose anything off the top. I just lose some of my potential gain in interest if I need to tap that emergency money. And by the way, the whole point of it is it's for an emergency. I'm really hoping I'm not going to have to use it. So I put it in and I get 7% but only after five years. Yeah, no, you get that 7% right now, starting now. If you pull it out within five years, you will lose a little bit of that rate of return. That's the annual 7% over a whole year. Annual. Okay, but if you pull, it's calculated monthly. And so if you pull it out ahead of time, you'll lose the last three months of interest payments. All right, so really pretty small penalty for having that. Now, I think you need to hold it for a year. I was just trying to look that up as well. There's a couple other gotchas I'm about to tell you, all right? But you have got the general idea right. In your emergency fund, you could take $10,000, buy this I-bond. You're hoping to not use it in the next couple of years. And you will currently, today, start making 7% annually on that. So if you hold it for five years, I'm just going to do a little back of the envelope, top of the head math here but seven percent and that you you hold it for the first year you get seven percent that's 700 bucks and then you would continue to earn that seven percent the next year so you would compound would be the ten thousand seven hundred plus seven percent so after five years you would be up to about thirteen thousand bucks right yeah but here's the second got you i told you a seven percent over seven percent return right now that fluctuates <clears throat> oh, so that's the current rate. This changes every six months. And it's a complicated formula. There's a couple of halves to how they calculate this. But if you look backwards, what have these bonds earned in the last 10 years? Right now, you can imagine it's part of it's an inflation all right, piece to the calculation. 
So we all know we're in transitory, I'm putting that in air quotes, transitory inflationary environment. Inflation is a little bit high or higher than we've seen in a long time. So the return on these I bonds is also high. That's why we're currently at 7%. If you look back, it's fluctuated between 1% to 2% over, say, the last 10 years. That's why I'm bringing it up now, because in the past, we knew about these, but they weren't stellar. It wasn't like, oh, this is I'm going to run out and buy a ton of these things. They were yielding about what you could get in other places. But now the yield has really gone up. That 7% is way higher than you can get in other places. I suspect it will come back down. So they recalculate it every six months, and whatever I-bonds you hold gets recalculated. You get the interest for that six months, that 7%, if you buy them today, uh, all the way through, I think, April is when they're going to recalculate. And it might stay at 7%, it might go to 5%, it might go up to 8%. I don't know what it's going to do. Um, I don't think it's going to go all the way down to one or two, but it will. It might do that over a few years. On the other hand, so I see what you mean, that you can't count on, because look, 7% a year over five years, 3000 bucks. that's a 30% return over five years. That's not bad. That's actually, that's to quote Barack Obama, that's pretty good. Let me put it this way. If you said, Mike, I have guaranteed, you know, backed by the U.S. government, 7% return year in and year out, I'd park probably a majority of my money there. 7% right. return is nothing to sneeze at over like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. That's retirement. <laughs> no, that would be good. Look, when I create for myself, I, I, I like to do these things and excel myself. <laughs> when I create for myself a projection of what's the scenario on like my kids' college savings, or I did this a few years ago for my mom as she was planning her retirement. And I said, all right, look, let's be super conservative about this. Let's say, I, I say, let's say you earn 4% annualized, 5% annualized, 7% is pretty good. But I think the inverse is true as well as is what you're saying. Let's say it does fluctuate back down to 1%, 2%. At 1%, look, you're still making 400 bucks over the course of five years. At 2%, you're making like 800 bucks. That's more than zero, I think, right. is, the, I think is yeah. the bottom line. And also, you can also make other decisions at that time. So that's the way I'm thinking about it right now. It's, hey, this is great. I might take advantage of this myself, put in 10,000, get this 7% for the next six months. Maybe it fluctuates a bit, hold it for a couple of years. Maybe and you could buy ten thousand every year. So you could take some of that emergency, that twenty, thirty thousand that's literally sitting in cash. You could put ten thousand there, get a better rate of return, guaranteed by the US government not to go down in value, so you're not losing any value. And in a year or two, if you can get a better rate in your savings account than I bonds are giving, you just give up the last three months of interest and you can make a different decision then. And the final way I would personally think about this is you said there's a link through the Treasury website. And I'm guessing, because you're very thorough, that you're going to put that link in the show notes when you put this in your podcast. And so if this is a matter of you click on a link and you spend, even if you took half an hour, right? <laughs> right. And you're going to make 400 bucks out of it. That imputes, again, to you getting paid $800 an hour. There's That's a lot pretty, of things I would math. do for $800 an hour. <laughs> hey, look, right. speaking of quick things to do, you promised two tools to add to the toolkit. And I don't want to move too quickly off of I-bonds, but I want to make sure we get in the second one. Sure. What is that second one? Yeah, yeah. So just before we move off, you head to treasurydirect.gov. Treasury Direct. And all the info is right there. That's a dot gov. gov. Dot yeah. gov. And it's very straightforward. All the info is there. So all the FAQs, everything, just you know, do a little research yourself. But check it out because 7% return right now, even if it does fluctuate, seems, it seems like a pretty awesome opportunity. All right. The second thing I wanted to bring up 
is if you need to borrow money, so on the other side of the equation, if you need to borrow money, what are the options out there right now, Matt, that you could look to? Yeah, I need to borrow fifty or 100000 to do renovations or purchase that boat I always wanted. What are options for you to borrow that? Uh, I guess I could go to the bank. That would be one option. I could pass the hat. I have an extensive past that. <laughs> I, I have an extensive family. I'm coming. And, I'm coming to stay with you. <laughs> well, look, they're they're mostly not rich. To be clear, to end up in that hat. I when I started dating my wife, she was at the time. Anyway, through one thing or another, <laughs> I ended up asking her if just per chance she happened to be fabulously wealthy. I just wanted to check. I <laughs> married her. And the answer was no. There. The answer was no. But I just wanted to be sure. I'm not sure I want to be fabulously tip. wealthy. Date, dating tip. Do nice not to do have. what Matt did. Yeah, I just want to check before we go any further with this. Are yeah, you I super mean, wealthy? I, I do have many in-laws, so I guess uh, a All little right. bit of the that time. Personal loan. the bank. Yeah, personal, so you can take a personal loan at the bank. You could refinance your house, right? You could do a cash-out refinance. You could get a home equity line of credit. Okay, so you can, again, using your house to borrow. The other thing you can do to borrow money is use your <clears throat> investments sitting at your brokerage. So you have a Schwab account, and you might even have a solo 401k there. You might have your individual retirement account there that you self-manage. And you might have a, a just a brokerage taxable account where you play around with some individual stocks or you have that emergency fund we were just talking about. You can use that. Say you've got $100,000 there they will give you a loan off of that and say, oh, you've got an asset here. It's worth $100,000. We'll give you a loan for $20,000, $30,000. It's a line of credit, all right? So you can, you, and the line of credit means once you've applied and you have that, you might have a checkbook or digital or, or whatever it is. You don't borrow anything right away. You have up, it's like your credit card. You have up to $50,000 that you can write again, that you can borrow. And then as you need it, you just go ahead and write a check for 12000 and now the interest starts accruing. So these are called pledged asset lines or a line of credit. And the reason I bring it up is for a couple things. One, it's something people don't think about in terms of, hey, I need a little bit of a bridge loan. I need to span this gap. I've got a you know big thing I got to buy now and I can pay it off pretty quickly. And the, <clears throat> you don't really think about using this. And also the interest rates are pretty low. And so that's something to really consider when you're looking at needing to borrow some money. That was going to be my first question because yeah. we've talked on this show before about mm -hmm. the neat trick that super wealthy individuals get to use, which is they just hold their assets, which are usually in stocks, other investable assets that would be subject yep. to capital gains. They just never sell them. That's right. So they never pay taxes. That's and right. Instead, they take out loans at a lower interest rate than the interest they're earning on their assets so they get wealthier and have That's hundreds right. of millions of dollars to spend. What you're saying is there's a version of this, there's a Festivus for the rest of us That's when it correct. comes to getting a line of credit, and actually the interest rate isn't that bad. That's correct. So that's exactly right, Matt. So just like many other things, this is the way I think about it. Over the last 10, 20, 30 years, it's been pushed down to the retail investor. It used to be you had to call your broker to like trade stocks. Now you can just do it on your phone with a couple of clicks um, and everything's free, right? The price has dropped as well. This is a, yet another thing that was has been available for a long time to people with tens and hundreds of millions of dollars that now retail investors have easier access to. So let me talk about the rates. They, they fluctuate depending on how much money you have at that institution, okay? So if you have over a million dollars, it might be one to two to three percent, 
If you only have $50,000, it might be 6 7 8%. Now, look, that makes sense to me, right? <laughs> if you have more collateral, of course, you're going to get better terms. It just doesn't feel great. It's right. Yeah. Hey, the richer you yeah, are, the right. more benefits you get. That's but here's awesome. the other thing, too, that this is an area you can shop around. Okay? I see. So Schwab has this. E-Trade has this. I believe Fidelity has it. I haven't looked at all the different brokerages, but you can shop around and call up your brokerage and say, hey, what kind of rate can I get? And they might tell you something like that's just on their website. And you can call the other place and say, hey, if I move over... <laughs> My 300000 between my IRAs and my brokerage account and this, what kind of rate could I get on a line of credit? And, I of see. course, that other institution would say, oh, we'd love to help you manage your money <laughs> here at our institution. We will give you a rate of X. And so this is something that you can put in a little bit of legwork and try to negotiate that rate. Now, these rates do fluctuate. There's different components to them. Again, similar to the I-bonds, they can go up and down. There's fixed parts and fluctuating parts. But yeah, you can negotiate that rate. And the other thing I'll mention, I said retirement. They might say, oh, you have 500000 here. We'll give you this kind of rate. And they will potentially use your retirement accounts in that part of the calculation. But in terms of borrowing, you'll only be able to borrow a percent of your broker taxable brokerage account. They probably won't let you borrow against the balance in your retirement accounts. Just to be really clear with this, you, we are not advising people here to do this just willy-nilly. If you've got money to spend on expenses, you're not saying go get a line of credit just because you're still paying that interest rate. Yeah, you're still paying that interest rate. So you definitely have to look at your own personal situation. The reason I bring it up is, again, like I said, most people don't realize that they could do this. And when you're talking about a rate at 3 4%, that's similar to a HELOC. Okay, so a lot of people are, are know about, oh, I can use my home equity line of credit. I can go to the local bank, open up one of these things. You could do the same with your brokerage account. And it's, it can be as easy as a couple clicks of the button. It's actually way easier than getting a HELOC. So again, it's just an, it's a possibility. And when interest rates are really this low, it could make sense in terms of, hey, I need, again, I need to borrow for a certain amount of time or I'm going to pay, I have this plan. I'm going to pay it back in two years. I just need access. So it's another place you can have access. It's a tool in the toolkit. And I think that's really what this discussion is all about. All right. I bonds, lines of credit, things you can do if you find yourself in the situation. Mike Morton, certified financial planner, all-around expert on what to do with your money, the host of Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs with Mike Morton. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or mortonfinancialadvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.